Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, brought to you by AKA Crazy Crockett, AKA this guy, Andre. Yep, that's me, the guy who lives in the Midwest that is wanted to be heard. That's me. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another podcast show. Today, we're going to talk about golf. Golf is a very difficult game for most of us. Got to keep that elbow straight. Got to learn how to move those hips, not too fast, not too slow, and so on and so forth. You got to keep the ball on the fairway. Got to put the ball on the green. Got to try to putt it so you par it, not bogey it. Birdie it if you're good. Par it if you're average. I'm going to tell you how my golf game is going. I hit the ball right-handed one-handed and that one-handed right-handed is out the tee and i hit about 170 210 and then on the fairway i hit the ball left-handed most of the time so within 120 yards in to the green i hit ball left-handed reason why i do that is so that i keep my my iron face closed i may lose power but if I hit the ball right-handed with one hand, my face and my club opens up. So the ball it doesn't go anywhere. It pops up. It's weird. But I think a lot of that has to deal with me lifting my head up and not keeping it down. But, but I have, I, it's literally almost impossible for me to keep the club head, a club iron straight and square. So this is an easy segment towards the British Open. And the British Open just happened to happen last weekend. This, this is Wednesday. I'm doing the podcast for today to be put on uh, uh, Spotify and Apple, I, Apple Podcast. So Cameron Smith is the winner of the 150th British Open. And the cool thing about this is that he's an Australian guy that has a mullet and he looks like John Daly's little cousin. Lighter man, but he has a mullet. And that's pretty cool that that someone out of nowhere, he's actually a great golf player, but out of nowhere, you know, people, not really a, a fan favorite yet, some of us know him as a decent golfer, but most of the world is probably much very surprised. But Cameron Smith is a very well golf, a golfer. But I don't really want to talk about that. I want to talk about how the PGA and all the other networks that cover golf worship Tiger Woods. And why I think this is awful for golf is because you're not talking about Cameron Smith. You're not even talking about other players. And other players are leaving the PGA Tour to pursue the Live Golf League. And this golf league is run by the Saudi Arabians. There's money. And the CEO of this, the guy who's helping run it, is Greg Norman. And I think the reason why a lot of these players are leaving 
the PGA Tour is because they don't get enough publicity. They don't give enough advertisement. Every time I see a major tournament, they always go back to Tiger Woods. They always focus on that. When I see the PGA Tour talk about uh, Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth or even Roy McIlroy, there's always some form of negative uh, comment towards these players. So, for example, recently in the British Open, before the tournament started, one of the NBC golf broadcasters said that they didn't think that Dustin Johnson would win the tournament because of his laid-back, not aggressive enough, not motivated enough, not enough, not enough of energy to want to win the tournament. And that, to me, is bad advertisement. That's, to me, that's bad for golf. When you're trying to advertise your star athletes and your people who are playing in your league and doing your service by making them money, you're doing a disservice by, by talking trash about them. And they did it kind of like with Roy McIlroy. And they say, well, he's only won four majors. Will he win the fifth one? Who knows? He's just not the same player that he was four years ago or five years ago. But you know what? That's bad advertisement too because four years ago, he probably wasn't married, had a girlfriend, or maybe he was married or he is married and doesn't have kids. He doesn't have to worry about if if little Sarah is acting up because dad's not in town. But it, that's just bad for golf. And I think one of the issues with golf is the fact that it's very boring to watch if you're not a golfer. Okay? What I mean by that is, like, they have too many tournaments. Way too many tournaments. They have... Uh, and the second problem that they have is the fact that that they that they only have a certain cut make to the final two rounds. So if you try and play fantasy golf and your golfer doesn't make the cut, then well then you're screwed, right? But that in itself for the players is probably screwy too. Cause if you have to pay the PGA tour for a license to play on their tour and you don't make the cut and you start losing money because you're not making money and then your sponsors who are going to pay you to wear their gear but if you don't make the cut then they're not going to pay you either so that in itself is another reason why the PGA Tour should pay everybody doesn't matter if you're number one or number 82. Basketball, football, hockey, those sports wouldn't make it if, if only one-third of the, of the athletes made money. So 
is, let's say you have 32 basketball teams and only 12 teams make the playoffs, and the rest of the 20 teams that don't make the playoff, the playoffs, they don't get paid. That'd be ridiculous, correct? Or if that team didn't win that game on a Thursday night in February, they wouldn't get paid. That's dumb. Everyone should get paid. If someone's, if someone's, if the if if you're the PGA Tour and you're making people pay for a license or membership fees to play on that tour, you should pay everybody every week, regardless how bad they are. You, if you allow the players, if you accepted that player to to play in the PGA Tour, then you should be able to pay all those players. And that would make a lot a lot more sense. Because you understand, regardless of what you feel about the Live Golf League, it's only a 54-hole uh, tournament for each match or each game. And out of those 48 to 52 players who participate, they're all going to make money. They all have a way to support their family. So is it a bad thing that the Saudi Arabians are putting money into golf and other sports and paying off the, uh, the sanctions of, 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 of war crimes or anything that they might have done? I don't know if that's right or wrong. I'm not a politician. I'm not an ambassador. I do not work for any agency. Those agencies need to figure that out. But I do think that for the Saudi Arabian League to pay all the players who participate, they're doing something that the PGA is not able to do. They're just not able to do. And... And to be honest with you, if you watch the Live Golf League and they have these teams and the teams win $4 million and then the player that wins it all takes home a million dollars or more than that, that's, that's, that's brilliant. But, I mean, the PGA... They need to change rules or they need to expand the horizons of going to other golf courses besides the United States of America. It's great to be in the, in the, in the United States, but it'd be nice to see a golf course in, in Australia or Sweden or Finland or even or even, uh, let's say, Saudi Arabia. I don't know. But golf is dying, and half the problem with golf is dying is that they live through Tiger Woods. And when I say about Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth and Rory, Mr. McRoy, I can't even say his last name correct. My speech impairment is the problem. So... When you don't advertise the athletes that you have now and you only focus on a 
person that appears to be different is is a bit ludicrous. It is. It's 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 obnoxious. And let's. I mean, everyone can agree. Tiger Woods had a great career. Fourteen majors, over eighty some tournament wins. Uh, just a phenomenal athlete. But let's look at the problem that we have with Tiger. Instead of helping the guy get better and healthier, and his mental health, in his mental health, uh, a point of view. You're lingering his ability to to get help correctly. Now, I was going to say stuff about the way Tiger Woods was brought up and so on and so forth. But you know what? I wasn't there when Tiger Woods was born. I wasn't there when Tiger Woods and his parents were bringing him up. I wasn't there. But I know one thing. I think I think when his dad died, everything went to another level of of immorality, self consciousness, self discipline. I really think that when you have a father and a mother who are uh, somewhat obsessed with you as an individual, and you're the only child in the family. And they don't ever take their eyes off you. You're going to have a moral hiccup. You're going to have a uh, a moral challenge of 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 ethics. And most of us, we are taught that by trial and error. So, for example, if if we go out drinking with our friends, and this is basically in the 90s and the 80s. So basically, if we, we go drinking with our friends and we don't get caught, but our parents catch us, not the cops, you can get grounded for weeks, maybe a month, maybe the summer, depending, depending what happens. But... That's because we were able to teach ourselves. So our parents gave us boundaries, and we had to understand those boundaries. So going out, coming home late, uh, having friends, uh, uh, treating women differently than they treat them now, I guess you could call it. I don't know where I'm going with this with the Tiger Woods stuff. But my theory is this. When your parents focus on you at one thing and only one thing to become a great athlete and you don't do anything else besides practice golf and do golf and sleep golf and your parents are doing your life decisions for you. So, for example, for example this is a good example of not a moral challenge. I seen a video of Tiger and his dad, and Tiger's dad has a, a video camera, and he's teaching Tiger how to not get upset when 
when unexpected noise or un unexpected yelling or screaming. That's discipline as an athlete. What I'm talking about is discipline about morality. And one of the best things you can think of is like, well, you can't get what you, you can't always get what you want. Song by Rolling Stones. And temptation is different for all of us. So I really do think that if Tiger Woods had a regular child life, childhood, and he went to school and dated different girls and went out with different friends and did all the things that we did, he probably wouldn't have this huge distraction of his of his uh, immorality of uh, sexual uh, innuendos, and and I kind of blame his parents for that. I don't really blame him for that. I blame his his back pain on an inability to not hit the ball so hard and not to twerk his back and his knees bending and his creating speed because the more speed you create, the more further distance the ball can go. And But I don't know if I really would blame Tiger for his... his uh, his multiple sex capades with 20 different women because if you don't let your kids make a mistake as a teenager and you're not there to help them correct it they're going to probably continue that behavior and a a clearly it show that by 2007 2009 when the 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 cheating on his spouse and his drunk drivingness happened. That's basically how you don't parent your kids by just telling them that the only thing that matters is your golf game, and the only thing that matters is winning, and the only thing that matters is your is your identity or your your appearance to to other people if you could take if there's there's a video of Tiger Woods as he's trying to apologize for his for his cheating on his wife and his so-called drunken driving episode and he looks like a robot and he looks like he doesn't care or he looks like he doesn't understand what he did was somewhat incorrect. And those are the type of behaviors that are taught by people that love you. You should feel bad when someone falls. You should feel bad when someone cries. You should feel bad if someone doesn't have the things that you have. But you shouldn't feel bad because they're lazy. You should feel bad because... They worked really hard, and they still at 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 Norwell, and they just not succeeding. Excuse me. But if you watch that video, Tiger Woods looks like a blank face, 
He's reading off the telegraph or the, the nominees of the teleprompter. And he's just like, well, I mean, I'm sorry for cheating on my wife. I'm sorry for drunken driving us. But you know what? I don't really care. I mean, that's not, I don't care about that stuff. But I do blame his parents for that. I really do. And I blame, and I blame the PGA Tour and I blame the broadcasters for for always reminding Tiger Woods of his greatness and his 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 ability to be or his lasting love of golf and his greatness and his that's not doing Tiger Woods any good it just isn't it's bad for Tiger Woods to be in a level of 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 unreality. You created an, an unreality uh, uh, circle for Tiger Woods. You made Tiger Woods think that the only way that people are going to love him or respect him is that he, if he keeps playing golf, if he keeps doing the same thing. Now, you must understand that I think if Tiger Woods was a white guy and he fell off the wagon a couple too many times, he wouldn't be hurt anymore. He wouldn't be talked about. But because Tiger was, was the first African-American, Asian-American, mixed, multicultural person to win a major tournament over and over again, it's this weird worshipping of a person that doesn't look like you, but you wish you were that person. And that's a, kind of a touch base that could relatively be close enough to racism in a way that's not good. So I do blame that. I do blame that. I just, I just blame the, I just blame the PGA Tour for for making golf a very boring, boring thing. It's made it too predictable. You have too many tournaments. You focus on a guy that that cannot physically do what he did when he was 23 years old. And you should not expect him to do the same thing as a 46-year-old. And some of the blame should be on Tiger Woods, like I said before. Now, the PGA doesn't help Tiger Woods get help mentally for his addictions or his his uh, moral compass or or anything like that. And maybe they have in some form and shape tried to kind of give him a little assistance, but but keep talking about his past isn't really helping him either. So if you go out of your way to tell Tiger Woods that you're great or you used to be great and we still love you and you don't actually help him get better mentally, you're not doing nothing for him. You're just not. I keep repeating this over and over again. But I really want people to understand that. You've got to understand that, that, that just because someone's black or brown you shouldn't. Our nation shouldn't give our our nation's 
point of view of that person should not should not um narrow be narrow minded to what you expect of all african americans or 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 multicultural people if you only label a person to be a great person because it's an athlete you're doing a disservice to that person and to the rest of the nation. If you only give people like Michael Jordan, I'm never going to talk about Michael Jordan. That's another subject. If you only go and give Tiger Woods a compliment because he's black and because he's black and he's got problems, then you're not doing him a service. You're not doing a PGA a service. You're just not. So, I think, to me, I think Tiger Woods should, should some form of consider retirement and, and ask the PGA to stop talking about him. And I think the PGA should open up their horizons of other golf courses and allow other players like Phil play in other leagues without being punished. And I'm not even talking about a live golf league. I'm talking about like when they do a golf tournament with Tom Brady and Payne Manning and Aaron Rodgers and Phil Mickelson, whoever joins this this spectrum of of athlete golfers. They should really open horizons for allowing people to to participate in other things besides the PGA Tour. It's bad for golf to only talk about the PGA Tour. It's bad for bad for golfers and the fans to say, oh, the only times that we're, we're allowed to see our favorite golfer is for a PGA Tournament. That's dumb. You want those golfers to go to your local golf courses like like Maple Hill Golf Course or the Pines Golf Course or Pilgrim's Run Golf Course or Diamond Springs Golf Course. I'm naming all these golf courses in the Midwest of Michigan. <laughs> so, but you want your pros to be able to play with regular people without being worried about not sponsoring the PGA. It's dumb. It's bad for golf. So I think what I'm going to do is end it right here. And because I'm not going to keep lingering and lingering. But I will say this. I think everyone should go golfing. Everyone should try to go golfing. Everyone should try to hit the ball and practice and understand that the game is not that easy. But if you make it fun, try and prove yourself. If you can enjoy golf, you, I'm sure you can enjoy doing something that you really like doing. Because if you can master golf, and golf is a mental state of mind game. You're playing against yourself. So if you learn how to golf, and you're just a little over a bogey player, you you can consider yourself pretty good as an average golfer. But, yeah, I, I really want people to golf. It'd be fun. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I got to go. I got to go golfing myself soon. So peace, love. You can listen to me on on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It's the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Or underlined it, Andre's Podcast. And uh, I talk to you all soon. Peace and love.